Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. 32 years. What a great week I had in the operating room this week. Wow. Shoulders, hips, knees, and so many patients this week. Set a record in my life. How many people I scheduled for surgery this week? 20. That's crazy. But it's such a pleasure and such a privilege to be able to work on something that man didn't make. It's not like being a mechanic where page 37 you learn, learn about the pistons and the intake manifold. Whether you believe in God or not, something else made our bodies And after 32 years, to be able to become intimate with how it works is really awesome. And that's where Clapper Vision comes from. So get ready. The clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And in sports, we're the weekend warriors. But the warrior, Clapper Vision, that I want to talk about is Mike Trout, who's still out with a calf strain. He didn't tear his Achilles tendon, thank God. He heard a pop in May in his calf. And it still ain't right because he goes and plays after rehab and it's still sore. What exactly goes on with a calf strain? What is the calf muscle? You could feel it under your skin right now, but that's the gastroc muscle. The two heads, the medial and lateral head of the gastroc muscle. But what gives width to your calf muscle is a deeper muscle called the soleus muscle. Here's what's fascinating about this calf muscle. The width of the muscle comes from the deeper muscle, the soleus. That muscle begins in the back of your tibia and fibula, your shin bone. But the superficial muscles, the muscle right underneath the skin that you can feel, those two heads, the gastroc muscle, guess where they originate from? The back of your femur. They actually cross the back of your knee joint. Are you kidding me? Why would these two muscles start from two different places? And here's the other crazy part that you don't realize, that most doctors don't realize. As those muscles become canvas, a fascia-like material, or fascia is a canvas-like material, and become a rope, which is your Achilles tendon, and attaches to your calcaneus bone so that you can lift off or land softly from a jump, microscopically, if you actually follow the fibers as they attach to the heel bone, the calcaneus, the calf muscle rotates 90 degrees before it attaches to your heel bone. Why would it rotate? Why doesn't it just be like a belt that it's just flat? Because that slight rotation gives it strength, 
but also allows you to steer your foot a little bit. That is why you hear a pop mic trout, and it's slightly off. Here's a clapper vision. Those two heads are like your, your two hands holding the handle when you water ski. Clapper vision. Right? Your right hand, your left hand is holding the bar of the water ski, and it becomes a single rope attached to the boat. Your calf muscle is like the two hands holding the handle. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Those two hands on the, on the water ski, the bar, are two different hands shaped completely different. Your medial head of your gastroc does not look exactly symmetrically like the lateral head. When you hear a pop in your calf muscle, I can promise you this, after doing this for 32 years, seeing 100 patients a week, 16,000 surgeries and counting, the medial head is not the same as the lateral head, and you will always tear the big toe side, the medial side of your calf. You're never going to tear the lateral side. Why is that? This is what's so fascinating. But let me tell you something. That is why. Mike Trout will be back. He's my Mickey Mantle. He's our Mickey Mantle in the modern age. But Mike Trout will be back, and I... We'll do Clapper Vision with the Weekend Warriors. Forget about the Warrior. This show's about the Weekend Warrior. That's you. So much to talk about because guess what? I was in Hawaii last week. That's why Steve Paulette put together a beautiful show last week with Mark Spitz, my hero. Although I spoke to one of the nurses uh, yesterday in the operating room, and he was asking about the show. I said, yeah, I had Mark Spitz on. He looks at me and goes, who's that? Oh, my God. How could you not know who Mark Spitz is? But you know what? You're only famous in your own generation unless you're Michelangelo. Everybody knows who Michelangelo is. He's not a mutant ninja turtle, by the way. He's actually the greatest artist of all time, and we're going to talk about Michelangelo. But today's topic, today's show, I am so excited about because my guest at 815 is a professional gambler, a poker player, Bob Golick. And it made me think all week about, while I'm in Hawaii surfing, riding the wild waves, I'm thinking about this show. Because I don't care what you do for a living, you need to know how to gamble. Remember we had a professional boxer, Jorge Briones got us a professional boxer in the Mexican League as our guest. And I, Jojo was his name. And I, I said to him, I'm not going to become a boxer. But in reality, all of us have to fight for our happiness. We have to fight in life. So I asked him, teach us about fighting. What do we need to do? When you get in the ring, how much of it is mental versus physical? It was fascinating to talk to him that we could all learn about fighting from a fighter even though we're not boxers. Well, guess what? I'm not a poker player. I'm never going to be a poker player. But Bob Golick sits. You could have three aces in your poker game. You've just been dealt three aces. I can promise you this. Bob Golick is still going to beat you with a, with a seven and eight and a six and a four because he's a professional at it. Yeah, it's lucky which cards you get. I get that. But guess what? Someone like him is still going to beat you because he's going to teach us what bluffing is and the whole idea of taking risks and gambling. 
And so I thought all week, where in the, because I love art, I love sports, I love surgery. They're all the same to me. You just got to connect the dots. Where in the world of art in my lifetime did I see someone gamble, take risks with their whole career? Nobody did it better. It's going to surprise you because in sports, it's Brett Favre. It ain't Pete Rose I want to talk about. But in art, music, you know who the biggest gambler was? This lady. That's right. This is the greatest voice to ever sing rock and roll, to ever sing pop. This is Linda Ronstadt. But guess what? She had more platinum records, more songs. She was unbelievable in her career. And then one day she said to Joe Smith, the head of Capitol Records, I want to do a whole album with big bands with Nelson Riddle. He said, no, you're a pop singer. Stay in your lane. She said, no, I'm going to take a risk. He said, no one's going to buy these records. No one cares about you singing jazz or big bands. She says, I'm going to do it. And by the way, my father used to play Mexican ballads. My family is half Mexican, and I want to do a record about Mexican ballads. He said, are you crazy? We're not doing that. You're a pop singer. Stop it. Linda Ronstadt did it. Then she did a children's album. Then they called from Broadway and said, hey, can you be in this Broadway show? How about opera? I love Linda Ronstadt. She's the ultimate gambler in the world of art. And you're going to hear her story coming up right now. And at 7.15, you're going to hear the story of the greatest gambler in the world of sports, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. They called him a gunslinger. Wait till you hear his story. Believe it or not, to me, Linda Ronstadt and Brett Favre are the same. And we can learn a lot about taking risks from these two guys. Let's listen. Let's listen to Linda Ronstadt being interviewed. I'm talking to Linda Ronstadt. Her new CD is called Hummin' to Myself. Well, I made a list here. I got, I got to go through this because it, it astounds me uh, of all the kinds of styles that you've done in, in your life. And I, I just can't think of an artist that really has topped this. You've done rock, pop, jazz, folk, standards, operetta, Broadway, Latin music, country, children's music. What is it that gives you the courage to, to want to go out and do all these different kinds of genres and certainly do them so well? The courage comes from confidence. Listen to her answer. She's a lot like me. My wife always says, you never answer the question. I don't know if she's really answering the guy's question, but I love her to death. There was something just going on in the living room. My brother sang in a world-class voice choir. So, you know, I got turned on to choral music, and my grandmother was an opera fan. You know, my, one of my aunts would usually be, be playing an aria from Bohem, singing it on, at the piano, or my sister would be playing a Hank Williams song on the guitar, or my, you know, my mom would be playing ragtime, or she'd be playing something from Gilbert and Sullivan. We had a big book of it on the, on the piano, I remember, and I learned a lot of the songs. My sister sang um, uh, the, the part of Buttercup when they did Pinafore. My brother... Um, was at some point I think he was being considered for the part of a mall in the night visitors of a mall. My father uh, sang Mexican traditional songs and played recordings of them all the time. So 
It, and I loved it so much. I couldn't not love it, you know? When, when you hit it big in the 70s doing rock music, did you know at that point you might do all this other stuff as well? When I left home, Tucson, in 1965, I was 17. I had a, I had a Mexican record tucked under one arm and a Peggy Lee record tucked under the other. Her confidence in going from genre to genre may have been scary to the record companies, but it was not scary to her. Brett Favre could throw that football. Wait till you hear Steve Mariucci talk about Brett Favre. He had such confidence in his arm, he could thread the needle. He had more interceptions than anybody. That was his record. He was, he was a risk taker. But he also played in 321 consecutive games and in 1996 won a Super Bowl. He's the only guy to win the MVP of the NFL three years in a row. But he also had more interceptions than everybody else. Same thing for Linda Ronstadt. Don't tell me I can't do it. Confidence in her voice. That's what allows you to take risks and be a gambler. And I really hoped, they were songs that I adored on those records, and I had hoped that I would be able to sing them. Two of them from the Peggy Lee record are on this, this record, Blue Prelude, and Get Out of Town, Cole Porter's Get Out of Town, which I'm singing really from my, you know, 10-year-old perspective, because that was the last time that I remember hearing the song. I never did those songs professionally, but that's just sort of my 10-year-old longing to still do it. Her love. I just hope you love what you do. If you don't, go get a different job because life's too short. I'm very lucky. I love what I do with a passion. But all the things that I do, you listen to this show long enough, you'll see I have a lot of passions. Don't do it otherwise. Wait till I tell you the food item for today. What I had in Hawaii. And I'm not saying you have to schlep to Hawaii, but it'd be not a bad idea. Because I love milkshakes. Oh, do I love milkshakes. And the greatest chocolate milkshake I ever had. The ingredient is key. It's Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream. But what they do, and you could do this at home to actually mimic the milkshake that I had at the Kahala on Oahu this week. But I finally got the woman behind the scenes to tell me the secret of how you make the greatest chocolate milkshake. So you don't have to travel to Hawaii. I'll tell you a little bit later in the show. I have a picture on Twitter of the milkshake. It's like... I don't know. You're, you drink that, you're ready for a cup of coffee and a cigarette, if you know what I mean. That's how great that milkshake was. But listen to Linda Ronstadt tell us where the passion is from in her world that gives her the confidence to take risks, to be a gambler. I just love it where she says, I don't choose the songs to sing. Pop, rock, jazz, big band, Mexican ballads. Those songs choose me. It's beautiful to listen to her say it. You know, he was an orchestrator, and that's what we were doing. We were making a record with the orchestra. So um, that song didn't get recorded, and but it haunted me. And uh, there, it's that way with songs. I don't choose them. They choose me. In fact, they demand me to sing them. They, they, they yank at my sleeve until they rip it off at the shoulder, you know, until I have to sit, sit down and address it. And that was one of the songs that just wouldn't leave me alone. In fact, it was the reason why I went in and recorded this album. And because Nelson had died, I didn't want to work with another orchestrator because I felt like he was the best for that particular mm -hmm. style of music. But, um, it, you know, it just slowly dawned on me that I could do a record with a small group. She could do anything she wants. And that's why Mike Nesmith, remember him from The Monkees? He wrote this song, Terrible Voice, Sounds Awful. But the words appealed 
to Linda Ronstadt when she was early in her career with the Stone Ponies. But I think it's a metaphor. It's a clapper vision for her life. You know why? Because she answers to the beat of a different drum. So when she heard these lyrics, she made this song pop, literally. That's right, Ed Sayor. That's right, Alan Abrams. You dance to the beat of a different drum. So do I. And so do you guys. The Weekend Warrior Nation. Who the hell else is up at 7 o'clock in the morning listening to an orthopedic surgeon on the radio? And thanks for telling your friends and your family. We're all in this together. But we can learn a lot from people like Linda Ronstadt, who kept telling that record company, leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. Supreme confidence. That's where it comes from, to take a risk. Because it's really not a risk when you can sing like this. It's not a risk when you can throw a ball so fast you can split a hand to open on your wide receiver. And when I was in college and they told me I had to be a biology major to be pre-med, and I said no. I'm going to study Michelangelo. You do that, son, and you're never going to get into medical school. Guess what? Every interview I went to, they looked at me and said, What? You're an art history major from Columbia? We never saw someone like that. I'm going, uh-oh. This is where they're going to drop the hammer. And every one of those doctors in the interview said, Robert, tell me something about Michelangelo. Okay. And every one of them interrupted me and said, I'm going to tell you right now, son. You want to come here? We're going to accept you. So, so much for the advisors in life. You, down, you dance to the beat of a different drummer. Take risks. Life ain't fun unless you do. Wait till you hear the Brett Favre story. The greatest quarterback. The fastest, hardest throwing quarterback who also had the most interceptions. Wait till you hear his, his story. Coming up next, right here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. Going on, it's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning. Then with my friend, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Don't they ask the Lord. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Yo, Tango, un lapis amarillo. Thank you. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Mira como ando, mujer, por tu Borracho y apasionado, no más por tu amor. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That is Linda Ronstadt singing Two Solo Two 
because she grew up hearing her father sing these songs, these Mexican ballads. Here's what she has to say about why these songs can come out of her. I love when she says, I can't sing it authentically unless I heard it before I was 10 years old. I knew them all, and uh, a lot of them were songs that I learned as a small child from Peggy Lee or from Julie London or from uh, Ella Fitzgerald. You know, I never tried to sing anything that wasn't in the living room of my childhood home by the time I was 10. If it wasn't there by the time I was 10, I don't try because I can't do it authentically. You know, I just don't know what I'm doing. And that's exactly right. What do they say, Ben Lyons? Keep it real. Keep it 100. That's what authentic means. And that's probably why Bob Golick is such a good poker player. Because he can see right through you. That's why they wear sunglasses, that Phil Ivy. They don't want you to see your eyes. Because in your eyes, you can tell whether you're bluffing or not. Particularly if you're a really good poker player. You got to take risks. Otherwise, this life ain't fun. Yeah, you could lose. But it sure is nice to win. In sports, to me, he was everything. He's still alive, but his career's over. But he did it better than anybody else. But he was ridiculed for it. But he kept going. He didn't care. Linda Ronstadt didn't care. They said, no, you can't do it. She did it anyway. You got to have that confidence. Listen to Brett Favre at the end of his career. This is his Hall of Fame speech hoping he made his dad proud, but knowing a conversation that he overheard. His dad never knew that Brett Favre heard this conversation, but this is what motivated Brett Favre to be the gunslinger, to take chances in his life. And towards the end, if you don't start crying, you ain't, you ain't human, because he even starts to cry. This is Brett Favre at his Hall of Fame speech. The last high school football game of my high school career, and I overheard my father talking to the three other coaches, and he said, I can assure you one thing about my son. He will play better. He will redeem himself. I know my son. He has it in him. And I never let him know that I heard that, but I, I never forgot that statement. And I want you to know, Dad, I spent the rest of my career trying to redeem myself. Ah. But I spent the rest of my career trying to redeem myself and make him proud. And I hope I succeeded. You did, Brett Favre. And I hope I made my father proud. He used to say, don't be like me, Robbie. I'm a failure. Use your brain and your body. Don't be like me. And all I want to do is be like him. You got to hear the story of Brett Favre. This is Ron Wolf the GM of the Green Bay Packers, took a chance. Atlanta chose Brett Favre first in the draft, and that Jerry Glanville hated him, put him on the bench for the whole year. But Ron Wolf of the Green Bay Packers saw him at Southern Mississippi and said, I'm going to put my reputation on the line. The Green Bay Packers are going to trade and get us Brett Favre. I staked my career here on Brett Favre, and he didn't let me down. He was 248 pounds, and I think his diet consisted of red beans and rice and etouffee and barley and hops. And it was like, this, guy, this guy's a quarterback. And so 
he was going to be the backup. Don Mikowski was an athletic guy who had made the Pro Bowl before, but um, it's all about making the best of your opportunities, right? And that came for Brett sooner than we thought. Soon as they hired him, his second year, his rookie year with the Green Bay Packers, Mike Holmgren, the coach, is going, what did we draft here? Ron Wolf, what are you, crazy? Well, guess what? The big shot, the starting quarterback, three games into the season, season-ending injury. Mike Holmgren says to Steve Mariucci, is he ready? Bring that guy on the field, whoever he is. I can't even pronounce his last name. Mike Holmgren said to me, Steve, get Brett ready. I went, oh, geez, is he ready? And I went, <laughs> yep. So I'm coming in. Most of the people looking at the program going, who in the hell is this guy now? How do you pronounce his name? They blitzed me every single play in that game until the last drive. That's right. All right, well, you got a minute seven. That's you still have right. a chance. If you score a touchdown and an extra point, you could win it 24 to 23. They allowed me to just kind of gunsling a little bit and just do what I do best and right down the field. They allowed him to be a gambler, a poker player, a risk taker. And that is what's so inspiring about him. The confidence. He's Linda Ronstadt with a football. Marv steps up in the pocket, throws long upfield. There's Sterling Sharp. He caught it. He's at the 50 down to the 47 yard line. And they got no timeouts. You got to hurry. Now he's back to throw. On the dad comes up over the middle. It is caught by Workman out of the 35. 29 seconds left. This wasn't just a Packers comeback, it was Favre's coming out party. This is what he did. And he played in 321 games consecutively. Nobody ever did that before. Nobody's ever going to do that. He won three MVPs consecutively. And he brought Green Bay, after decades, a Super Bowl. There's a man. He's wide open. That's down. And it's caught. And the Packers have tied the game. These fans are going crazy. I mean, this thing is supposed to be over with. Send them back out to hold to win the game by one, and his hands came off the ball, and boom, we went 24 to 23. The Packers win it. How about that? That was Brett. He drove you crazy. He made great plays. There was a little luck involved, and the fans got a real taste that day about what his career was going to be like. That's right. That's Steve Mariucci. Hey, Mike was tough on me, and he needed to be. The frustration I would have. Why doesn't we have? Why didn't he? trying to kind of harness just this wild stallion. Hey, will you settle down, please? Now, are you all right? Yeah. No more rocket balls, please. Well, I'm chinged up. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> but here's the best part. You heard Linda Ronstadt explain where the confidence comes from. She heard all that music as a kid growing up and loved every bit of it, all the variety. And she trusted her voice. Listen to Mariucci talk about, I've been in the NFL a long time. Nobody threw the ball harder, which meant he had the accuracy. Two, two defenders could be coming over that wide receiver, but there was a millimeter of space, and he could shoot that ball right where he wanted to every single time. My guess would be that he's, he's had the strongest arm in the league ever. In practice, we had this young receiver caught a dig and his hands split right down between these two fingers. They had to stitch it up, put a cast on it, just for this guy to play. There were times where that arm strength would fit it in there, 
between linebackers, he believed that he could always get it in there. So that's why sometimes he would take some chances. He felt he could make every throw at any time. Who knows Brett Favre better than anybody else? The woman he lives with, his wife. Listen to her talk about, yeah, I get that he's a risk taker, but he makes it all happen. He was risky. I mean, he was fun to watch because you never knew what he would do. I never did it because I just was bucking the system. It was only because I wanted to win. Goes back to the left. He can run. No, he's still with the ball. And he has caught from behind, got away. Still ah, ah, the touchdown. Oh, the cow. What a play by Brett Favre. He shoveled the ball forward as he was going down. Brett Favre, how inspiring. Because he took risks. Because he was a gambler. I don't care what you do for a living. You want to be like Linda Ronstadt with her voice. You want to be like Brett Favre with a football. And you want to be like Robbie Clapper as an orthopedic surgeon. Who's an art history major. The only art history major you're ever going to meet who became a doctor, who became a surgeon. When they told me you better not do that. Life is so much sweeter when you take that risk. Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Let's do some clapper vision. And how do you make the best chocolate milkshake you ever had in your life like the Kahala? You, know, you can go to Hawaii like I did, but I'll teach you how to do it in your own house. And to Lance and Russ and Ed, can't wait to see you tomorrow in the ocean. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Mira como ando mi bien Muy dado a la borrachera y a la perdición Weekend Warriors on Facebook Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the Doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Sometimes you can call me Smokey. Sometimes you can call me Rocky. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Today I want to be Tito, Dr. Tito Clapper. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Desperado. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. We're all desperados. But in 1977, with the Eagles, who she discovered, she put them together. Glenn Fry. And who's the drummer? What's his name? She's the one who put them together. They played at the Troubadour. 
Don Henley. That's right. Don Henley and Glenn Fry. Thank you, Steve. This woman. 1977. What was I doing? I was taking organic chemistry. <laughs> oh, my God. Going, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to get into my head. And I'm sitting next to some genius at Columbia. One to my left, one to my right. I'm going, how the hell am I going to get an A? There's only a certain number of A's this, this professor's going to give, and he ain't going to give it to me. He's going to give it to these two dudes. I was a desperado, all right. I was a desperado pre-med. Art history major. I had to put that on top of my head. Yeah, I'm going to take or organic chemistry and be an art history, and I'm going to still get into medical school. What was I thinking? But you know what? I look at x-rays differently than everyone else. Your knee, your hip, your shoulder, it doesn't dislocate because the surgeon has to understand it's a three-dimensional structure. Even though you're only using x-rays and CAT scans and MRIs, but you actually, you're not working on a two-dimensional sheet of paper or film or computer screen. I learned that from studying art history and how Michelangelo could take a hammer and a chisel and carve a block of stone three-dimensionally and make Mary tilt her head and you can feel emotion in a rock. He took a block of rock and made you feel the sadness. That's, that's beyond genius. But if you study that and then you try and understand surgery, you got to leap ahead of everybody else because you understand the third dimension, the Z-axis. It's awesome. All right, we should take some calls. I could talk for hours, obviously, which is probably why I'm on the radio. As my wife and daughter say, Oi, they, and they gave him a microphone. <laughs> uh, all right, who are we going to go to first, Steve Paulette? The lines are all lit up. I won't even give the number out anymore. Scott, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Dr. Clapper, you got me all inspired, so I had to call in. Thank you. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I'm 63 and I'm retired. What did you do? I was a video producer. What'd your father do for a living? He died when I was three. He got electrocuted at work. Electrocuted? Ay vey. Yeah. I know. You have brothers and sisters? I one sister. Wow. And where'd you grow up? San Diego. What high school? I went to University of San Diego High School. Wow. You went to college? I started surfing. Uh, yeah, UCSD. You lucky, you lucky stiff. I would use other language, but I'm not allowed on the radio. I'm so jealous. I don't know how you yeah, went, went to class. Can you imagine going to the University of San Diego? I, I was in Columbia. It was miserable weather. It, was it wasn't even snow. It wasn't even rain. They have a term in New York for this gray, dirty stuff which is snow with dirt on top of it. They call it slush. Can I just tell you something, Scott? When outside it's slush, they don't even call it rain or snow, it's slush, you go to the library. You could. You don't even need a wetsuit. You could just jump in the ocean and surf. There's no way I would ever go to class. God bless life that I wound up with slush, so I went to the library. If I was in San Diego, I would be nothing but a surfer my entire life. 
God bless you. Yeah, I went there. I went there because I surfed, been surfing Blacks since I was twelve. Wow, so it's right down the street. Okay, so you know? Blacks is a nude beach. What nude character did you ever see on the beach while you were out there surfing? Oh man, since we're talking <laughs> the seventies when there was it was the most popular beach in San Diego. And there's <laughs> tens of thousands of people down there. I could tell stories upon stories of the things we all saw uh. over the twenty years I surfed there. Well, we're all living vicariously through you, Scott, right now, because I'm only imagining. It's like, remember that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza wanted to, he told Jerry, I want to combine the two things I love the most, having sex and a pastrami sandwich. Remember? So in the middle of having sex, under the pillow, there's a, there's a pastrami sandwich. He's having sex. He then reaches under the pillow to have a bite of the pastrami sandwich. Can you imagine? I'm a surfer, and you get to look at a beach with everybody running out without clothes on. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we, it was, uh, you can't beat the 70s in my mind. It was unbelievable yeah, surfing exactly. down there. All right. Well, how can I help you, young man? Okay, so I've been exercising my whole life. Like, give you an example. Like, 20 years ago at Universal Studios, you can take the escalator down to Jurassic Park. It's that big, steep, you know, two or three escalators mm -hmm. with the steps on the side. I was able to run up those steps twice the, the same day when I was there. Like, no problem, right? Yes. And, uh, and I've been swimming since, uh, for the la every day for the last eight years, a mile every day, and walking seven to nine miles at Disneyland four times a week. And then COVID hit, and it totally derailed me. And then I went to the doctors about four months ago, and it turns out I had ACID and some con congestive heart issues. Mm. And it just poured me. That, I, that could have happened to me, right? Since mm. I've been acting my whole life. Mm. And uh, so listening to the show, you know, I'm, I'm digging my way out of that, right? And um, the doctors haven't been very helpful about inspiring me that I could transcend this heart issue. And I'm like, no matter what, I'm not letting this get me down and I'm going to get back to where I was. So I wondered if you had any thoughts or suggestions or I words do. of wisdom. I do. Uh, do you listen to the show? You know what Clapper Vision is? Yes. All right. I'm going to give you some advice. You got a pencil? Okay, I'm ready. You're going to take what kind of car you drive? I'm just sitting in my car. I'm going to What kind of car is it? My phone right now. What kind I've is it? I got a Honda CRV. What color is it? It's burgundy. Burgundy. Where I'm, where I'm from in New York, we don't use the word burgundy. It's blue, it's red, it's white, it's black. I don't even know what burgundy is. I don't know what chartreuse right. is. God bless California. They got all kinds of names for red, blue, green. Right. A, but I love it. God bless you. You're going to get into that burgundy car yeah. after you make a phone call on Monday. Right. Seriously. And this is your heart, this is your life, so I'm not kidding around anymore. No kibitzing. Versteh Yiddish? Probably not. Anyway. My favorite superstar cardiologist, and I know you've seen him before, you know, doctors, but forget about it. You're going to go, you're going to do what I'm telling you to do. His, I am. His name is Evan Kransdorf. Okay. He's a cardiologist at Cedars. He's the best there is. He's so good. He's the one who decides, you know what? You need a heart transplant or, or whatever. He's amazing. Evan Kransdorf. You're going to call his office. You may have to tell him you're my cousin, and he'll say he has lots of cousins, but you need to go see him. And if, God forbid, this ends up something that needs um, an ablation or something else, there's a guy at Cedars named Raj, R-A-J, Makar. 
He's the best in the world at fixing someone with an ablation who has an arrhythmia. He's amazing. As far as heart surgeons go, I don't think you're going to need a, uh, a heart surgery, but we have the best guy in the world, and his name is Trento, Alfredo Trento. You don't need a surgeon, but you just remember that name if it comes to something like that. And for all the weekend warriors who are listening, you want to know who my favorite heart surgeon is in the world? It's Alfredo Trento. But you go see Evan Kransdorf. And if you need an ablation, you'll go to Raj McCarr. You will surf again. You won't have shortness of breath again. You are going to be fine. Because as good as I can be in orthopedic surgery, that's how good these guys are with the heart. So... Not their assistants, not their lieutenants, not the clinic, not other people. That's who you need to go to. And if you do what I say, then I'll be happy, and then I'll be happy to guide you. But if you don't do what I say, then don't ask me for advice. Capiche? <laughs> You're funny. All right. Well, I am lots of things, and funny may be one of them. <laughs> now, listen, you're a total stranger to me, Scott. I never met you. I want yeah. you today to find a total stranger. You do something nice for them. That's how you be thanking me, okay? Thank you. God bless you. Have a good day today. See you in the water. By the way, there's no R in the word water. It's W-A-T-A-H. Coming up next, I want to tell you a story about a woman, a volunteer that I met at Cedars who grew up in L.A. but doesn't have a driver's license. And it relates to today's topic. I'll explain Love this woman. She's 90 now. But you'll understand the amazing thing about this story as it relates to this show. Coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar sinai head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. What's the best medicine? Besides chicken soup, <laughs> vitamin C, <laughs> green tea, <laughs> prunes, uh, yeah. shot whiskey, <laughs> not around here. What's the best medicine? I cannot wait. We call it clafter. <laughs> you kidding? I'm not a kid anymore. I'm getting old now. Yeah. I know I'm getting old. I'm at the age now. If I hear someone goes both ways, I figure it's number one and number two. You know? <laughs> clafter. <laughs> Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. My mother is quelling in heaven right now when you say that. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, Renaissance <laughs> man, surfing, sculptor, smoother. Gee, Lord have mercy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
How can I interrupt this, Steve Paulette? Oh my God. This is a voice from heaven. This is Linda Ronstadt, ladies and gentlemen. Don't tell her what she can and cannot sing. The confidence. But it comes from working hard. She knows the craft. That's what allows you to take risks. You better have confidence. Yeah, luck is just buying a lottery ticket. I get it. But not when you're playing poker. It's a skill. Singing. Yeah, you got to be lucky to have a God-given voice. But it's a skill that you got to cultivate. Brett Favre. He had the skill. But he knew exactly what he was doing when he was playing. All right, let's take a quick call. Let's go to Daniel and Ventura. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Uh, good morning, Dr. Clapper. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. How young are you? What do you do for a living? Uh, 34 years old. Uh, I, well, I do two things. Um, I, well, I own a small company. We do surfing and skating and fitness for kids with autism. Oh. And then uh, I'm part-time faculty trying to make it to the glorious full-time at a couple different colleges in L.A., so... God bless I kind of you. do that part-time. All right, you do not need to find a total stranger to do something nice for them. You already live the life. You walk the walk, you talk the uh-huh. talk. It's my pleasure to help you, Daniel. What? I'm going to give you a free hip replacement if you need one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> What's up? How did you hopefully hurt yourself? Not. What can I do for you? Yeah, you know, I don't. nothing, nothing acute. The big toe, left big toe. Uh, kind of has a little bit of pain, uh, pain stiffness uh, upon extension, mm. and it sort of gives me a little, a little bit of a hard time. Uh, you know, the day after, uh, maybe I play basketball or, or do something that I'm maybe a little too old to be doing. So, um, mm. and that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, not, so, not so you know, I don't. Anything. No one has X-ray vision, Daniel. But yeah, <laughs> one of the ways we fight gravity so that you can stand yeah. up from a seated position. If I won't go to your house right now, here's a Clapper vision, and you say, Dr. Clapper, can you lift my refrigerator? I'll give you $1,000 if you could lift my refrigerator. Even Shaquille O'Neal cannot lift your refrigerator with his bare hands. But I can, and so can you, with one hand. You know how? You take a two-by-four or a brick, a fulcrum, you put it in front of the refrigerator, you stick a broomstick... And you know what it's like to wedge the broomstick on top of the brick under the front of the refrigerator. And with one hand, the mechanical advantage of the fulcrum, you can lift the refrigerator. Capiche? Sure, sure, yeah. Well, when God put our bodies together to fight gravity, our quadriceps muscles that allow you to go from a seated position to stand up, to go against gravity, you, muscle ain't strong enough to do that. So a uh-huh. fulcrum, a two-by-four, a brick is inserted, it's calcified within the substance of the quadriceps muscle and tendon, better known as your patella, your kneecap. Mm. It's a calcification within the tendon that gives you a mechanical advantage to fight gravity. It's an awesome bone, but it's a different kind of bone because it really doesn't have a joint above and below it. It's called a sesamoid bone, all right? That's the name of it, fancy name. Mm. Probably yeah. because it's like a sesame seed. Probably that's where the Greeks came up with the name. But guess where? There are other cases in our body 
of kneecaps, of sesamoid bones. Well, you believe it or not, have one, two of them actually, in the flexor of your thumb. So you can grip a hammer or a surfboard or a rock or something hard. But where else do you fight gravity every day? You fight it because in gait, heel strike, mid stance, toe off, believe it or not, your big toe lifts your entire body. I weigh 200 pounds. There are moments in gait every single time you take a step where you're not standing on two feet. You're standing on one foot and you're actually not even standing on your foot. Your big toe is launching you to the next step. 200 pounds in my case. Can you imagine? How is that possible? There's no muscle or tendon who can do that. So inserted inside your big toe, the flexor tendon on the bottom of your foot, guess what? There's not one kneecap, but there's actually two sesamoid bones. And very often they can be abnormal or break or have all kinds of issues. And we can actually yeah. see this on an x-ray. And if it's not clear on an x-ray, you can do it on a CAT scan. So you would okay. benefit from a visit with someone who doesn't do knees or hips or shoulders. Someone who I admire, who is the best in the business at looking at your big toe and seeing what's next. Not someone who's going to give you a cortisone shot, God forbid, who's going to actually yeah. help you. Certainly, I can tell you on the phone right now, on the radio, that if you wore yeah. stiffer-soled shoes, you would your big oh, toe would feel much better because you won't be flexing okay. it as much. So that's easy to do. Okay. Please never let them give you a cortisone. No needles, no stem cells for $10,000. Don't let anybody stick any needles yeah. into your joints. But okay. stiffer-soled shoes. But if this persists... So stiff instead of, so stiff instead of soft. Huh? Correct. Okay. The opposite of what you yeah. think. Okay. But I, okay, I'd love fair. you, if it persists, then you'll come to Cedars. I'll give you a couple of names. I love Tim Charlton. I love Max Mahalski. These are foot and ankle yeah. orthopedic surgeons. I see them every day, and that's who I'm going to go to to take care of my foot. And there's a great podiatrist uh, at Cedars um, named uh, Mark Weinstein. And Mark he, Weinstein. Yeah, he's just yeah. delightful. Okay. So those are some names yeah. if the stiff shoes don't help you. All right? Yeah, well, thank, thank you so much for your help, Dr. Clapper. And I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been listening like 15 years. I, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't That's know. Right. I, I love that saying. It applies to life. I appreciate how you communicate science in an artistic way. Thanks, well, Dr. Clapper. God bless you, and thank you. The world's a better place because of people like you, Daniel. So keep doing what you're doing. God bless you. All right, Warriors. I just need to tell you about my favorite volunteer. Listen, you can't run the hospital without a volunteer. Cedars has over 2,000 of them. Can you imagine? They all get these jackets. They even have, as part of the program, dogs. They have a pooch program where, you know, you're in the hospital for whatever reason. You got cancer. You had surgery. They, they have dogs, the pooch buddies that come and visit you. And guess what? They're considered volunteers. They get an ID badge with their picture on it, and they get a little kerchief that they wear around their collar, just like the coat that the volunteer human being wears. It's just awesome. But this woman is my favorite volunteer. Her name is Faye. I'm, I'm supposed to give you a fake name, but I can't help it. That's her first name. She's like 90. And one day I'm in the recovery room doing my orders after surgery, and she starts, hi, Dr. Clapper, how are you? And I'm like, Faye, so nice to see you. She's so cheerful. She's just beautiful. I said, 
like I do with all the weekend warriors because I like people. Faye, where are you from? Dr. Clapper, I'm born and raised here. How old are you? 90. 90 years you live in Los Wow, that's unbelievable. Where do you live, Faye? You know, do you live in the valley? Do you? I live around the corner from the hospital. I need to be close to the hospital. I said, why? She says, because Dr. Clapper, I don't have a driver's license. I need to be able to walk here. I said, Faye, you grew up in Los Angeles and you don't have a driver's license? That's ridiculous. How could you live here? Why would you not choose go to get a driver's license? And do you know what she said to me? Apropos to today's show about risk-taking and gambling and my guest at 815, Bob Golick. Faye, the volunteer, said to me, Dr. Clapper, why would I get a driver's license? Because if I had a car and I had a drive, I could be in an accident one day. I looked at her and I said, are you kidding me? You're 90 years old. This is your rationale to not get a driver's license because if you have it, you could be in a car accident? Yeah, this made total sense to her. She would not even approach the risk of driving and an accident and has created a life for herself. She got married. She has kids. She's like an amazing lady. She's a volunteer. I, I still could not wrap my head around it. I still can't wrap my head around it. But that's why you need to learn from my guests and from Linda Ronstadt and from Brett Favre and from me. There's nothing wrong. You could even be in an accident. Whatever. You move on from it. But what a beautiful life it is where you can drive all over Los Angeles and you can drive to El Tarasco and you can drive to Uncle Bill's, and you can drive to Good Time Donuts in Ventura and have the greatest donuts in the world. You can actually have a delicious life. My mouth is watering already thinking of the donut I'm going to have tomorrow at Sue's. I think it's going to be a blueberry glazed one. But anyway, but she doesn't. And so some people are so risk averse that they live in L.A. their whole life and never get a driver's license. It's a crazy idea. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you some stories about two people who took risks and made a beautiful world for all of us in the world of art and the world of sports. Brett Favre and this young lady, Linda Ronstadt, who's now 75 and doesn't sing anymore. But I just love still listening to her music, as we all do. We're going to learn all about them. Coming up next here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. What a price to pay. I'm crying. Ooh, baby, baby. Ooh, baby, baby. It's good to be king. Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clapper Vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.